Right when I said I'm from Napoli, she just turned, she stopped talking to me. Welcome to today's episode of World Views. I am so excited about this episode because I'm going to talk about something that hasn't really interested me much in the past, and that's the topic of crime. And I know I'm probably the weird one in saying that I'm not obsessed with true crime podcasts and documentaries. Apparently, literally everybody else is. But recently, I've figured out, I reckon, why everyone has this huge obsession with crime. I was watching the trailer for Joker and classic me decided to go ahead and look up the plot instead of actually going and seeing the movie. But basically these plot details revealed that, you know, there's this universal root cause to crime and that's being disenfranchised or impoverished by the world around you. We glorify crime in cinemas and often have certain ideas about how criminality manifests in reality. Now, in this episode, I chat to a good friend of mine, Domatia. She's a proud Italian who has a thing or two to say about this topic, as she comes from what is often regarded as one of the crime capitals of the world. Napoli, often referred to as Naples in the English-speaking world, is known for its mafia-like violence. Fittingly, as we eat a bag of caramel chocolates on her couch, Domi and I discuss the impact this has had on her growing up and what she wants to do to change these untrue stereotypes about her home and stop minorities from becoming disenfranchised with the community. It's a really interesting episode discussing what it is that alienates people and the true cause of the crime that we see and the people that we associate it with. So please have a listen and feel free to get in contact if you have any of your own ideas because this is a really interesting topic that I feel needs more discussion than it's been given. Okay, so Naples is a very rich city it's very colorful and uh, very rich of history and culture and i think that reflects in our daily life because even if we don't you know like maybe live the city as tourists enjoying all the museums and stuff uh, we kind of have this cultural richness i think with us a lot um we are especially proud of our city although uh, we are also very critical of it and living there has been really the best because we we really we're really we were really in love with the city where we live and neapolitans are especially attached to it and to its traditions and yeah i think i carry it with me wherever i go totally i can i can feel like the love for your city (laughs) which is something that's quite unique i think like a lot of people that i've talked to or even back home don't have that same sort of love for their city really yeah so that's awesome well thanks yeah i think it's because maybe it's because uh my city is one of those in italy especially that are most um 
often attacked or like criticized from outside from not from outside Italy actually even in from s- other Italians okay. yeah mm. why is that what yeah. are, where, what's the criticism well the criticism uh, well there are several uh, <laughs> criminality is okay. generally of course um, mentioned and then there are some racial stereotypes against Neapolitan people that have come out so what exactly you said racial tension is that yes. correct so yes. what is the difference between um, people in Naples and people in the rest of Italy. Well, there's actually none. Okay. Right, but uh, and it's not maybe racial is not the right word, but I don't find another word because um, Naples was the capital of together with Palermo, the kingdom of the two Sicilies. It was actually a Spanish kingdom up to the unification of Italy. Wow. So okay, cool. we have been always culturally Spanish. Uh, actually, not always because we are actually a melting pot of. Arabs and French and people who have come to dominate and govern and reign on the south of Italy and Sicily and in the, and the north of course um, not all the north together but more recently um, there were the Austrian the Austrians that were actually um, governing in the Austrians. north the Austrians right. yeah. yeah so the, culturally it's very different but that has developed into a, a, a real, I don't know, ethnic or racial, I don't know even how to call it. But, uh, for example, in the 80s, um, many um, southern migrants that were moving to, let's say, Milan or to other northern cities, they were facing um, huge discrimination. Uh, they couldn't, sometimes they weren't allowed in shops or they weren't allowed in some sort of um, uh, public places. You know, it was really... It was really a huge discrimination and right now it's not like that at all, but it's it's still there. And to me, it has happened personally that, for example, I was at an Italian language competition in Florence and um, there were people from all regions and we were introducing each other. Once I said that I was from Napoli and this girl from the very north of Italy, the Val d'Aosta, okay. actually at the border with France, she said she, she turned. Right when I said I'm from Napoli, she just turned. She stopped talking to me. Wow. So, yeah. So, there is a fair deal of uh, discrimination there. And that's really interesting to hear because when you think of discrimination, you usually think interracial. I had no idea that that was happening within Italy. Yeah. So, your experience, am I right, in an international school? Yeah. What did that give you to sort of combat this general discourse that goes around about us versus them right um well i think first of all my there were a few italians there because that school is in italy Mm -hmm. and um the italians there of course did not have any sort of uh, prejudice against me uh, or against other southern Italians because the school is is called UWC and it's meant to you know bring people together from different cultures so it would be very paradoxical if people were racist uh, but um, in general I have tried always to fight stereotypes um, that surround my city with um, also of course people c- coming from abroad because in this school there are people from 19 nationalities and our teachers and personal tutors that help us you know throughout the two years uh, they're also international right and it happened to me more than once that somebody for example said well do you feel protected by the state in Napoli I was like protected from what this view that napoli is this you know crazy place where 
you can get killed uh, very easily or stabbed. Somebody told me, uh, well, we fear we don't come to Naples because we fear to get uh, stabbed in the bus or something. And actually recently uh, there was a there was a shooting and it was terrible in the middle of the day in a square. Um, in Napoli. In Napoli. Uh, there was uh, somebody who shot another person and um, but by mistake he also shot a little girl and this of course was a huge thing for my city mm. and for Italy uh, as a whole uh, because you know the criminality is really there it's true I don't deny that there's criminality there and that um, sometimes it comes overboard you know you see it yeah. sometimes have you experienced it no not at all okay. that's the point um What I try to say to people, sometimes people come to me and be like, oh, um, will we see, you know, if we go to Naples, will we see a mafia person? Like, and that's not a thing. Like, in some neighborhoods, yeah, in some neighborhoods for sure. Um, but it's not like the cities, far, the far west, where uh, people shoot each other or like where criminality is so prominent. Um, it's there for sure. Do you think that people almost glorify that criminality as a as a sort of even tourist thing to actually, come to see Naples? Uh, actually, yes, especially uh, foreigners. I think for foreigners, it's uh, almost attractive. Uh, it's some sort of, oh, wow, the godfather kind of thing. Yeah. Um, for me, it's quite painful when that happens because... Um, it's a stereotype that's really hard to break, um, especially when you don't, when you're not actually in Naples or when I cannot bring people to Naples. It's my word against theirs. It's uh, me saying that uh, it's not the far west against yeah. this image that's been created. And some it's been created by Italian press and sometimes by foreign press. Actually, I think a couple of years ago, The Sun, the English newspaper, put Napoli in the list of the 10 most dangerous cities in the world. And uh, I mean, uh, cities like Kabul, Afghanistan were also in the list. So yeah. it's getting to the level of war almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there was a huge um, almost outcry from Neapolitans and Italians in general. I must say this image that's been created and it's actually wrong. Um, it's really hard to change. And that's what I try to do. If I could do something for um, local politics from the international level, you know, like helping regions and um, small cities, things like that. Yes. Yeah. For example, my country has a lot of that, like has a lot of, you know, small towns and uh, um, regions that are underdeveloped or uh, that um, are seeing actually... <laughs> an outflow of, you know, young people who go away. And I, I, I'm aware that I am part of the problem in that case. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I, um, I also would like to work on issues such as um, gender equality yeah. and sustainability. Awesome. That, are, that like, sounds key. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, am I correct in saying that the Italian economy is in recession right now? Is that uh, It's out of the recession, of recession. but like 0.2 or something. Okay, so in that case, is it hard for them to keep young professionals because of, because of that? Absolutely. I think uh, it's not only young professionals, it's even people who are 18 years old, 20 years old that leave and do university abroad or that try to get a job abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, I think um, 
I think the great the largest um immigration from Italy was in the UK and Germany and France are among the top countries where Italians migrate to also Spain um and that's hard it's hard for the Italian economy to recover from that we are not I say weak because as I said I'm also in this statistics um we are not the cause of the problem we are like the effect of the problem it's not that the Italian economy goes bad because young people are going away and there is a brain drain as it's called no that's the effect of already a situation that sees a very poor job market and mm-hmm. very little perspectives of career advancement or even finding a job uh, for people with degrees and people without degrees so um it's a little hopeless i think it feels for italians especially for italian young people and that was um i don't think that was the reason why i left personally because i left as i said i didn't leave it- Italy physically, but I left, you know, the Italian school system when I was 16 yes. to move to this international school. And that was more for love of internationalism and internationality yeah. rather than for fear of not finding a job because, sure. of course, I was young. And uh, I, I always see myself a little differently from these dynamics, um, especially because um, I love so much uh, international and multicultural Uh, environments. I mean, I cannot speak the whole of Italy, of course. In Naples, I have seen very little um, of this. I've seen very little integration in general. I must say that as when I was saying that Italians are a very homogenous population, I'm also talking of not only people who are Italian citizens, but also generally people who live there. In Italy, we are not very cosmopolitan, or at least in Napoli, right. I, I would say. We have some uh, migration from South America and from uh, Northern Africa, um, but that remains mostly um, either illegal migration mm-hmm. or um, it's not, there's, no really integ- there's no really any integration process, I must say. Linking two themes that we've talked about, do you think there is an idea floating in Italy or the rest of Europe that immigration and refugees are linked like criminality absolutely absolutely in um in italy i'm not sure whether it was last summer or two summers ago uh there was um a case that was made huge and uh it concerned a girl that had been raped by a migrant um in the north of italy during the summer and um this this kind of episodes really stick to people's mind And when, uh, you know, when the economy is going bad and where terrorist attacks are happening, people kind of make the easy link. Oh, well, that's refugees. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, it wasn't like that before. And now they're coming in and that's it. And of course, uh, people don't realize, for example, with terrorist attacks, that most uh, of these terrorists were actually living in that country for france i'm thinking france yes. they were actually french uh, french citizens and um maybe that's what we fail like the integration step which could uh, save so much pain and could make so much justice and equality we are failing at that and we have failed at that uh, we as europeans uh, i must uh, say france uh, I'm not I'm not French but if you if you think that uh, you know these people 
have been radicalized uh, maybe not because they were some sort they were somehow um, excluded by the society but i'm sure that played some sort of role this alienation uh, must have played a role and um, for example we don't have that much in italy we don't have that many second generation migrants mm-hmm. but um, we are really I think uh, mishandling the refugee crisis right now and that's going to be a problem in the last 20 to 30 years. For sure. Do you have a solution? At least a strategy that we can start to take? I'm not quite sure to be honest because I see the positive um, assets that even migrants can bring into Italy uh, from a human point of view and as well from an economic point of view. If you think that there are so many Italians who are living, young Italians who are living, and our uh, demographics is changing because, of course, many young people leave, their people um, age, so we have so many elderly that need to be taken care of. Uh, people don't actually have that many children so our population is aging and if you know if we open our doors to uh, migration uh, maybe you know that demographic problem can be solved but that entails as I was saying a switch uh, of mentality people need to be um, open in their minds and in their hearts and as I was saying this is not happening so I'm not actually sure if I were to be put in charge today and uh, I was proposing something like that, uh, I'm not sure people would actually uh, be thinking very well of me because um, the time is not ripe and I hope it's gonna be ripe in the future. And uh, unfortunately, (laughs) we will have to go through, I think, a darker period. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of World Views. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or would like to contribute to the conversation, feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, check out the description where there'll be some links from some of the things discussed in today's episode. Stay tuned for more stories, but until then, lots of love.